And it's not just in a sense of what is going on in your life, it's what God knows your future is. And he's preparing you and taking you to that place. And what the Holy Spirit has been uh, talking to me about is to get you to a place of recognizing how amazing you are and how gifted you are to be able to walk in that future. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get in the Word of God, and I'm going to give you some wisdom insights in how to hear God and how to walk in the realm of being led of the Holy Spirit. Are you ready for that? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the Word that rules our lives. We are born again. We know how to hear your voice. We receive your wisdom principles today in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Greet someone, hug someone before you're seated. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm expecting all the World Cup people to be here during the second service. <laughs> Just like the Super Bowl, huh? Well, let's get real today. I heard God's voice, and now what do I do with it? Hearing God's voice. I'm standing up here before the most gifted, amazing, anointed people. Called of God, anointed of the Holy Spirit, who has been gifted and, and given the ability to walk in the future and the purpose that God has called you to. We found in this series that the Bible calls us sheep. The Bible says that his sheep, his sheep, born again, know God's voice. We again found that we are anointed and gifted to do great things in the kingdom of God. And what that means is not for just tomorrow, it's for today. There are things that you and I are facing in life. God already knows. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He knows our past. Much of it he's forgotten. But some of the great things of your past He's rejoiced, and one day you're going to receive uh, jewels and crowns for the things that you did in obedience with the Lord. The Father God is so excited to be able to bless you in this day and to bless you in the future. It is his desire that you would receive those things. So what he does in the Word is he gives us information and wisdom principles to be able to walk this out. And that's why we entitled this, Let's Get Real. We need to get real. We need to be able to talk about some things that maybe are a little bit um, not hurting, but can cause us to feel a little bit uncomfortable because what we're hearing, we know that's exactly what we're doing and we need to change. So in getting real, let's, let's again ask this question. How do we accomplish this hearing and fulfilling our purpose is we're to be good stewards of what God has said and given to us. In hearing God's voice, we always need to remember to be good stewards of the written word. 
when people talk about hearing the Holy Spirit and being led of the Holy Spirit, you must understand it is the written word that is the most important thing that we need to spend time with to be able to know the character of God so that when we hear, then we walk in wisdom in what God has said. God wants us to become wise. God doesn't just want to tell us every second of the day, use your left foot and take a step. He wants us to be able to know the things of God and know how to live in this life and how to react, how to act upon things that go on in this world. So the Word of God is to be honored as the infallible, the inerrant, inspired of the Holy Spirit, Scripture. The Bible never changes either, even though culture does, we have talked about. We need to meditate on it, and we need to memorize Scripture. That's why I love uh, Pastor Dan, Pastor Ryan, and, and Pastor Nolan, all of our staff. They, they memorize Scripture. They, they get in there, and they understand it, and they quote it all the time. Why is that? Because they know the importance of hearing God is to know the Word of God. So we need to read it with understanding that God, not only it's written down, that God has already spoken. He spoke it, it was written, and so now the Word speaks to us. So this has been our thought now in this series. Are we stewarding the spoken Word? The Lord Jesus Christ is making intercession for us at the right hand of Father God that we would walk in the things that God has said for us to walk in. So the main focus is that we react quickly to what God said. Many times you hear people say, I, I read this, I, I saw this in Scripture, and I, I feel like I, God gave me a dream, I feel like God said this, but I'm just not sure. And what I'm saying to you um, there are times and seasons that that may happen, but Scripture is teaching us that we know His Word and we can act on it quickly. And we don't have to wait such a long time. Many times when people are waiting on the Lord, God has already spoken. God is waiting on us to act on what He said. So I began giving you three ways to fulfill the purpose of what God said to you. And the first one, we're going to just cover it quickly because we already talked about it, is that we are to steward what you hear. In Mark chapter 4, very interesting, Mark chapter 4, verse 24 and 25, he says, And Jesus said to them, Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear or steward well, more will be given, more words. God will speak to you. He'll lead you to greater things as you begin to obey that. The more that you hear, it's not just hearing, oh, I heard God, and then you do nothing. It's that you hear God, and you begin to steward what you hear. For whoever has or stewards what he has, to him more, I added this, words will be given but whoever does not have or does not steward what God speaks to him, even what he has will be taken away from him. Very interesting because we only, we only think of this, this stewardship regarding giving and, and you know, many areas, principles of life. But in essence, one of the greater things Scripture says is that is how we steward 
God's word, how we steward what he says to us. So here is a question from the Lord. Are you a good steward of what I have spoken to you or of what you hear me say? Now in Mark 4.24, we brought you to this. Jesus says, be careful what you are listening to. Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. The prince of the power of the air. Ephesians 2, verse 1 and 2 says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So what we have realized now is that Satan tries to twist your words. Satan will try to confuse you and deceive you for the very purpose of confusing the purpose of God in your life. So steward well what you hear. How you steward well what you hear is where is it coming from? Who is it coming from? The Bible talks about protecting your heart, protecting what goes into your heart. The Bible talks about how that we are to uh, have a lifestyle where we take the Word of God and we renew our minds to the Word, our soulish aspect of our life. Because what we're doing is we're stewarding well. We're, We're working hard to make sure that we're not living in confusion. That, you know, like God heals one day and God doesn't heal the next day. You know, that, that God prospers and God doesn't prosper. And, and the confusion that people have and what you hear on the radio, you hear people say, God doesn't speak anymore. God doesn't, you know, all these different things we have to protect. We have to steward well what we are hearing. So make sure your yes is yes and your no is no. So let's now discuss the second way to fulfill your purpose, and we're going to cover the three today, the second and the third, in what God said. So the second thing we need to discuss here is the Bible tells us to steward how you hear. Everyone say how. How. We talked about stewarding what we hear, where it's coming from, But now we need to steward how we hear. The word how is literally what I'm going to describe to you through Scripture is the Bible is talking about the attitude of the heart. It's talking about who you are, the character of your life, the actions that you have. Not just steward what you hear, but steward how you hear. In Luke chapter 8, Verse 18, just like Mark 4, Jesus changes the word a little bit, and let's look at this, verse 18. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has or stewards well how he hears, to him more will be given more words. So we've stewarded what, now we're stewarding how. And whoever does not have even what he seems to have, notice it says seems to have, 
Because now he's describing here, and I'm going to show you this, but I, I just want you to really understand this before you write a lot of words on your notes, is he says, seems to have a lot of the reality of truth that will change your love, the truth will set you free, has a lot of dependency of how we receive God's word and how we steward God's word. So it seems to have, these are strong words, literally saying that you, it seems like someone is spiritual and they're walking in the things of God, but they're not stewarding well how, and strong word says that it will even be taken from them. Is that what their desire is does not take place because they haven't understood the principle of how you hear. So let's now begin describing this. So the question then is how do you hear what God says to you? Let me give you an example. God says to you, you're going to minister to thousands. Where is the emphasis of that statement in your mind? We're talking about how you hear the word, how you hear what God says. Is it that you will minister to thousands and they will see how great you are? Or is it that God is going to reach thousands of people whether he uses you or not? We are to steward how we hear. How many of you know when God speaks, it brings great excitement in your life? How many of you know when God speaks, it's always bigger than where you're at in your life? Amen? So the initial thing that's going to happen in your life and in mine is that when we say, well, you know, God says, and all of a sudden it's like everything just explodes in your life, but how are you hearing it now? What happens in you when you hear God speak? In how you hear, there is stewardship. People will say, well, I want the big words from God. What do I mean by big words? You know, when someone gives a prophecy, and, you know, a prophecy is, God is going to take care of you, and your future is going to be good, and you'll be blessed. And everyone goes, Yay, amen. And don't, don't get all riled with me. That's good, all right? And everyone says, I know, they just need that and be encouraged in their life. But God says to me that I'm going to minister to thousands. And I'm going to stand, I'm going to get positioned in the church, and I'm going to walk in this anointing, and God will see, and thousands will come to me so that I may minister what God says. And bottom line, God does this to that. People say, I want the big words from God, but what are you doing with the little words? What are you doing with the first step? What are you doing with the second step? God said to get up early and bake a pie for your neighbor, but you slept in. You had to work overtime at work, so you didn't go to church because you're tired. Luke 16.10 in the New Living Translation says it this way. 
If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. And so I'm going to finish that as we're going to, we see in Scripture is that God won't give you more responsibility. People can ask and ask and ask. We're getting real here. People can ask and ask and ask for God, but God is saying, what are you doing with the little things? People will get into a place in their walk with God and they're obedient because they're excited about God. I'm saved. Life is different. I'm not walking in fear anymore. And they're walking, going to church and all this stuff and they're being recognized now. And they're just, oh, this is so much. I just love church and I, I just love going to minister to my neighbors. And, and then all of a sudden, after a while, it's like, I don't have time for that pie because I'm called of God. See, God is not as concerned about what you are doing as he is concerned about what you're becoming. And in a season of life, what the enemy does is brings deception we're going to talk about this, and I, but I just want to throw it out at you that we become God in our own life. And we become God in other people's lives. Because we know better. We tell everybody how to live their life. And we can't even take care of the little things. See, Scripture is always telling us be careful how you hear. Because if, you, if how you hear, you begin to walk in a, a way that is not scriptural, that the hearing won't manifest in your life. The, the purpose of why you heard won't take place in your life. And you find people, let's get real now, you find people that will want to blame others for the reason why something's not happening in their life. They will blame others, they'll blame their bosses why they're not getting a promotion. Well, the boss is against me. Well, how many of you know that even if the boss is against you, if God's will is for you to get a promotion, you're gonna get one? Whether he has to remove that boss. But he's not going to use you to remove that boss because he's going to protect his word. How he uses you is you walk in love and understanding and be faithful. You be patient. The word of God is, is, is really complete in the reality of teaching about the character of the heart. Again, my wife probably did the best teaching on the heart that this church has ever heard. And when we grab hold of the truth of this, the things that used to scare us, the things that used to bring us to a place of it's never gonna work or I don't think this is gonna happen, my kids will never get saved, all these things we're worried about and we're, we're, we're struggling with, we will never struggle again when we understand that God's more concerned about what we're becoming the character issue of the heart. And when God speaks, if he says, I'm gonna give you Hundreds of millions of dollars, your first question should be, God, thank you. What do you want me to do with this for the kingdom of God? 
If God is going to give you a promotion, the question should be, God, I'm so honored to receive this promotion. But what is the purpose of the promotion? Who am I supposed to touch in my life having the authority now that you've given me at my job? See, money isn't a problem with God. God will bless you. He can bring a raven, some of those loud birds early in the morning that you hear. You're trying to sleep. He can bring one of those with some money in it, in its beak. The reality is, is that God, the decision that you and I have to make is getting real, is where is our heart? Why is God doing what he's doing? Why is God saying? How are we receiving it? And when we receive it well, the blessings of the Lord is overwhelming. So a way you steward what you hear is how you hear it. Joseph, in the Bible, gets a dream from God that his brothers are going to bow down to him. What does Joseph do right away? One of the tests is the first series I did when I came back 12 years ago. Joseph gets the dream. What does he do? He goes and tells his brothers. The dream was not for his brothers. The dream was for him, was to prepare his character, was to prepare his heart for the things that God was going to do. God, he didn't know it yet, but God was going to make him second in command of the world, and he was going to save the world of starvation. The purpose of the dream was to inform Joseph one day he will have power to lead. So Joseph, get ready. Hey, guys, look what God said to me. Leadership is not to see how many people can serve you, it's how many people you can serve. This is my call, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. And he himself, Jesus Christ, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. My passion, everything that I am about, is to create an atmosphere of growth so you will succeed and prosper and touch so many more people than I could ever touch. That's called the marketplace. To be out of the four walls here, it is not about Gary Klaus. There is scripture that talks about how you care for your pastor, all the different things. But as you well know that I rarely teach on that, it should be the responsibility of leadership of the church to teach that, to make sure the pastors are well taken care of. But here's the reality. Everything I dream, everything that I go after, everything that I do and work and study, it's to equip, it's to help, it's to encourage, it's to create an atmosphere so that you can succeed, so that you can prosper, so that you can be equipped for the work of ministry, your ministry, your call, your anointing. 
It's my passion. So how do you hear? Watch this. I'm just going to show you how important how we hear is to God. Look what he says in James chapter 4, verse 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. That was Joseph. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So God gives more grace, how? By being humble. But look at James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God, come under God's mission, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Everyone says, praise God on that, that, that proud thing, it's okay, it's, it's scripture. But this resist the devil, I come against you in Jesus' name. But notice what verse 6 and 7 is doing. It's talking about two resists, the word resist. Verse seven, resists the devil. Verse six, God resists the proud. So in the reality of this, you cannot resist the devil when God is resisting you. Follow me. We're getting real, right? Okay. The only way to resist the devil is to get more grace from God. And the only way to get more grace is to be humble. Now let me pull a Pastor Dan on you. <laughs> See how they reacted, Pastor Dan? What are they thinking? Uh, what are, what are they? <laughs> the word resist in the Greek is a word that uh, has a sports background of the word. It literally is meaning to play on the opposing team. So let me tell you about the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, God lets you and I run the ball. Your, listen to me, almost sounds opposite what I'm talking about, but in God's eyes, you're the hero. You're the man, the woman, you run the ball. Whatever your spiritual gift is, giving, praying, whatever it may be, God lets you run the ball. But this is how you must hear him. God says when you run the ball, stay behind me. I will lead you. The voice speaking to you. He gives you the ball, but you must stay behind God. Many of us say this when we start serving in the kingdom. God, I can't run the ball. I've never done this before. See, God, when God says something to you and asks you, he doesn't wait a month debating, can they do it or can't they? Do they have the ability or don't they? God never discusses that with himself. Let me just tell you, when God speaks, you have everything you need to accomplish what he speaks. But what he says, follow me. I will lead you. Well, I can't run the ball. I can't do this. God, choose somebody else. But God says, you can do this. 
but you need to stay behind me. You need to listen to what I say. You need to know what I'm saying. You need to know how to hear. Finally, we take the ball, stay right behind God, and we score the touchdown in life. God is saying, follow me. He will knock every demonic force out of your way. We struggle a little bit at the beginning of this, hearing God, but then we get pretty good at it. And then all of a sudden, we get to a place, God, I got this. I know you're busy there in heaven. You know how some people pray. God, you're so busy in heaven. There's so many people you're taking care of. You know, all those, I'm just going to say, getting real, ridiculous prayers. And the reality is, we say, you know, we got this covered. And we make our own playbook. Because we're wise. We're gifted. We know what the Word says. But it's very particular, the Bible says, that we need to always keep in mind how to hear. And a lot of people that don't know how to hear begin to walk in pride. They get positions in ministry. They get positions uh, in church. They, and, and all of a sudden their life changes because now they're appointed. What are we appointed to do in anything in the church? is to serve one another, is to love one another, is to be there for one another. Well, God, go sit on the bench. I got this covered. Just rest a while, Lord. Well, God doesn't sit on the bench. He goes and plays on the opposing team. He resists the proud. He goes, what God does is he's here with you and he's before you, leading you and guiding you and talking to you, and you're hearing what he says. You're hearing how he says, all of a sudden, pride sets in. And you say, go ahead, sit on the bench. He goes, okay. You're over there on your team. And he comes over here. And he dons a new helmet. He resists the proud. Now follow me. God is head over heels in love with you. He knows your beginning and he knows your end. He knows everything. He knew you in your mother's womb. He knew the purpose. He knew the plans of your life. He knows everything. He knows exactly each step you're supposed to take. And that's why we have become sheep. We hear his voice to be led. So in this, he goes on the other side. So the question is, why would God do that, go on the opposing team? Here's the answer. He tackles us lovingly. He wants to tackle us before the enemy tackles us and takes us out of the game. I'll say it another way. The Lord if there's pride that sets in, God resists the, the proud and gives grace to the humble, we have to steward well how we hear. Who are we? How are we acting? What, what is our character? How are we speaking 
to our brothers and sisters? How are we submitting to leaders? How are we overseeing those that are under us in the mission? All the different things of life. How are we at work? How, what is our attitude at work? All the different things. And what God says, there will be more grace given to you when you listen how you hear in a great way. When you listen to God and you know how to hear. You all are getting really quiet on me. Many years ago, wasn't here, there was an amazing couple in the church. And there was a time where the wife said, says she heard from God, and began to be critical of the people in the church, negative about many different people. So I sat down with them, and I, I began to talk to them. I said to her, could it be possible you miss God and what you heard? She said, I didn't miss God. I have never missed God. Immediately, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, that's demonic. That's a familiar spirit. A familiar spirit talks to you so much, he deceives the person as God. By the way, we have all missed God at times in our life. We have all missed the mark. I got a scripture on that one. Romans 3.23, Isaiah 53.6, 1 Kings 8.46, John 7, 19, 1 Timothy 1, 6, 1 John 3, 4, Proverbs 19, 2, Mark 15, 28, Mark 11, 26. I didn't read them all either. 19 of them tells us that we've missed at times in our life. Take heed how you hear. The third way that we hear God is we need to heed what you hear. We need to heed what we hear. Mark 4 and Luke 8 say, take heed. Look at Jonah chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Very interesting. Because your sheep, you hear God. I hear God. And we need to really recognize how important this is in our life. In Jonah chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, Arise, Jonah, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it. Their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. See, twice verse 3 says from the presence of the Lord. When we, when you don't obey the word of the Lord, you leave the presence of the Lord. How many of you want to be in the presence of the Lord? I want it 24-7. God spoke to Jonah with his voice. Jonah did not listen, so he spoke to him with circumstances. We've all been there where we just don't feel like we're hearing God. And at those times, let me just give you some wise counsel. 
I'm going to say it again. Let me give you wise counsel. Whenever you don't feel like you're hearing God, go back to the last time where God spoke to you and ask yourself, did you heed what God said? When God said something for you to do and you kept living life and things just passed thereby, you did not heed that. And then the next time when things come up and you're feeling like, I'm struggling, I'm not, just not hearing what, God, what are you saying? I just, uh, uh, and you're struggling, there's tears and it's real. Church, I'm talking about real stuff. I'm talking about stuff where we're crying, where we're hurting. God, why aren't you saying something to me? And God said, I'm not holding anything against you. But you slept in and you didn't bake that pie. It's that little thing. Pastor, you're being, you're nitpicking. God's grace is sufficient. Yes, God's grace is sufficient. But we need to know grace isn't just do whatever you want to do. Amen? So in the reality of life, here's what we need to do. Is we need to ask God to forgive us for not taking heed. Now, everyone look at me. I am not saying to you to spend the next five weeks figuring out every failure you had and go back and fix it. I am saying to you, like Pastor Bradford used to always say, today is the first day of the rest of your life. So today... Make a decision to heed God's voice. Repent and begin to move forward. Repent and move forward. Jonah did not hear God speak again until he repented. God caused a circumstance to close in around him so he would repent. Then God delivered him from the circumstance. The moment Jonah repented, what happened? The fish went, blah, and spit him out. Can you imagine how he looked? That's how some of us look going through our trials. And what I'm saying to you, wise counsel, just repent. And then move forward. Take heed what he says. Because if we look back Every one of us have missed a mark. I've never missed God. Well, by saying that, you just missed God. You lied. Because we have. Whew. Anybody hearing anything from the Lord here? Yeah. Some of us right now might have your circumstances closing in. Some of you are angry, you're frustrated, you're mad, you're, you're living your life and it's just like, and I just want to tell you, be like Jonah, repent. Because God spoke to you and we didn't take heed and obey it. 
It's about sending a card. It's about God speaking to you about giving, about your tithing. You receive inheritance. You receive a gift, a promotion, and a, a money from work, but you don't tithe on that. It's about saying a kind word when someone's being a real idiot, but you're being kind. Because you're the one God's going to use to break their Jonah in their life. Be faithful. Watch what you say. God won't speak the next words when we don't obey the present words. Hearing God is vital and important. I grew up in a wonderful church. I grew up, matter of fact, at my mother's funeral, uh, the woman that used to work in the nursery that changed my diapers in the nursery at the church was there. One of my mom's friends. Faithfulness is such a key. It's so vital to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And it's not about what I was raised in, a church that you had the few chosen frozen that did everything spiritual. They're the spiritual ones. What? Run up to them. What is God saying? Thus saith the Lord. And no. God does use prophecy. We talked about this. He does use prophecy. He does use words of knowledge, words of wisdom from others. But God speaks to you. God talks to you. You are important. You are vital to the church. You are vital to the kingdom of God. People run around all over the place trying to find God's speaking and they don't hear it because they haven't obeyed when the little things came to them Then they didn't do it. They didn't take heed. Matter of fact, and I'm going to say it because we're getting real, some people who always go around prophecy, words and knowledge and stuff like that, they're not hearing God either. They've become God in their own life, some of them. I know the people in my life that hear the voice of God. And I know the people in my life that don't. I take heed to what those people say that do hear God when they prophesy. When people in our church come up to me and they share, I take heed. I understand, I receive from folks. I can name them, they're in this room right now, some of them. I can name them right now, but I'm not gonna do that because this is not, you know, look what I am and what I can do. This is about speaking what God says. It's about hearing his voice. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Take heed what you hear, take heed how you hear, and take heed and act on it. If you do, more will be given if you act on the word. Your stewardship of what God says can save many from destruction. 
as a pastor? Do you think sometimes when I'm, the Lord leads me to, to say some strong things, do you think that's a feel good? I just want to go hug people. I just want to go, hey, come on, let's go hold their hand and let's, let's go. Let's do it together. We could do this thing. But we have to get to a place in our life that we understand the way, what we hear, how we hear, and how we act on it can save lives around us. Your neighbor, your friend, your coworker, your family member, member, your children. Leave this place today with the understanding you are gifted. Matter of fact, let's all stand. This is a direction from the Lord right now. Leave this place with the understanding that you are gifted. You're not proud, but you're gifted. What you have, the people you contact today, they need what you have. You are anointed to be able to transform lives that are around you. That's right. Some of you, your children that have gone astray, you're everything they need. Not this, but this. And when this speaks, it brings transformation in their life. I learned a long time ago, and this is what I want you to leave here with. I learned a long time ago when God says something to me, I act on it. I act on it. Sometimes, along the way of acting on it, I'm going, Lord, I've never done this. I know what you're saying to me, but I understand this, but, you know, but I'm, I'm not saying I can't do this. I don't. And through all the years, that's not even a, there is nothing. If God says it, there's nothing I can't do. If God says it, I've already got the ability and everything. Now, here's where I, my walk is. Okay, Lord. I got it. Tell me, okay, yeah, I got it. All right, here we go. You see the result. Oh, Father, look what's going on. Look what, look what you've done for them. Oh, God, it's, thank you for just letting me see it. Thank you for allowing me just to see what you did in their life some other person that's on the other opposing team. What do you mean? You did it. You're the one that went over there. You're the one that said it. Nah. No. God gave me the gift that I have. God gave me the anointing that I have. (laughs) Everything that I am is His. 
And now I'm in the lifestyle of enjoying the success of others. And in the process, I know I'm blessed. Amen. I know I'm blessed. What God is doing in you is more important to me than it is to you. Because I understand the heart of God. Let me say it now. And I'm still growing in it. Because I haven't reached the pinnacle yet. I humble myself under the mighty hand of God that in due time, the exact God-appointed time, He will raise me up. And if I have to be on the lowest rung for 20 years, I'll be on the lowest rung for 20 years. Because then I'll look up and I'll see other people being blessed. Because I have heard what He said. I have made sure that I heard how he said it properly. And then I've taken it and I've taken heed and I've done it. And I've done it. If you look at it that way, this thing of hearing God is really simple. (laughs) Praise the Lord. really simple I love those people on TV that say hearing God they need mental help you know isn't that crazy the world is so blinded but you know the truth let me pray for you Father thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit thank you for the reality of life of hearing God Lord I am standing before the most amazing people gifted, fully gifted, fully anointed to do kingdom work, to change lives, transform lives because they hear you, they are sheep. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us, leading us, guiding us, and Lord, forgive us if pride has ever set in because of our gifts. Forgive us because we want to hear you again. We give you honor and praise for that. Hallelujah. Everyone keep your eyes closed. If there's anyone here that would say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Savior. I want to know this Jesus because that life is very special. And if that's you, raise your hand very quickly. If that's you here, you do not know the Lord. I'm looking out. I'm looking at everybody's hands. I don't see any hands. Hallelujah. Father, help us as a church to reach out to those that don't know Jesus. Lord, I thank you because of the word, because of the giftings in this house, that people are saved in this room. But in Jesus' name, help us. Give us insight to reach out to the world so they may know Jesus. They may know Christ give you honor for that.